Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Sex with Emily. On today's show, we're giving you the best tips to get you through your breakup. From the sweatpants phase to easing back into the dating scene, we're sharing our expertise to help you come back from heartache even stronger. Thanks for listening. Since I began telling you all about the Womanizer, I've received countless messages from listeners telling me about how much they love this revolutionary product. I couldn't agree more. I love my Womanizer. We even made a short film about it, so you got to check it out at sexwithemily.com. Unlike traditional vibrators, the Womanizer uses patented pleasure air technology to indirectly stimulate your clitoris with waves of air pressure and suction. It has a soft silicone cylinder that you place over your clitoris, just like your partner might use their mouth, if you're lucky. Its multiple settings make it easy to find the exact amount of pressure that's right for you. The sensation is so intense that many users found they can reach orgasm in one minute. That's a 60-second orgasm. Well, somehow, the Womanizer's engineers have found a way to improve upon the original model. The latest versions, the W500 Pro and Deluxe, are smaller and quieter than ever before. There are now eight settings, it's amazing, and a new ergonomic design that will really help you find your sweet spot. So come on, no excuses, guys and girls. It's time to get your own Womanizer. You can see all the amazing Womanizer models at womanizershop.com or by clicking on the Womanizer banner on my website. Thanks for listening. Look into his eyes. They're the eyes of a man obsessed by sex. Eyes that mock our sacred institutions. Bedroom eyes, they call them in a bygone day. Hey, Emily. You got a boyfriend? Because uh, my man E here, he just got his heart broken. He thinks you're kind of cute. A girl's got to have her standards. Oh, my. Do women know about shrinkage? Isn't it common knowledge? What do you mean, like laundry? It shrinks? Can we not talk about sex so much? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God, I feel so good. Being bad feels pretty good. You know, Emily's not the kind of girl you just play with. You're listening to Sex with Emily. We're talking about sex relationships and everything in between. For more information, go to sexwithemily.com. We're okay. Here's what you got to do. First thing, would love if you subscribe to the podcast. I know you listen all the time. We do two shows a week, but subscribing just really, really helps us. So that would be amazing. And while you're there, you can sign up for the newsletter. I know you all like the newsletters and uh, we send them to you and you appreciate them because you all read them. Thank you. And follow us on social media. Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, Facebook. It's all at Sex with Emily. And uh, we've got some great pictures up there, I have to say, on Instagram. There was a bikini shot. I'm here with Anderson. Hey. Anderson. What's up, Em? I'm so excited to see you. It's unnatural. She was very excited. I pulled up to the uh, parking lot and I uh, was walking down the, uh, the long corridor to get to the uh, lovely new Sex with Emily studios over here. And uh, she rushed out to see me and immediately crouched down and hugged Stanley. Well, I know. Is that weird? I was very, it's... very uh, plan B. But that's fine. I'm, I'm fine. I wouldn't have even noticed it, but you brought attention to it. Em. Well, because I was like, is this weird? Do I hug Anderson first? But you brought Stanley and you didn't have Stan to. Stan is way more huggable. And uh, yeah, I don't, I don't blame you. I would I would hug Stanley before me every time too. But, but you're pretty huggable. Hey, it's good to see you. You too. It's been a long time. It's been I... what? Six weeks? Six weeks, which is like the longest we've ever gone. You are the thing. And I can say this without... Any shred of, of, of dishonesty, uh, all my years on Loveline, and it's gone now. I, I worked there five nights a week for 17 years, and uh, I don't miss Loveline, which is odd. I thought I would. I, I do miss some of the people I work with. You, number one. 
That's, I miss you more than I miss Drew. That's 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 really kind. I miss you way more than I miss those guests. <laughs> the guests. Oh, the guests. The guests. They were kind of tapering out at the end. It was kind of like not great I, guests. I would see I would see the uh, the calendar and I'd see guests were coming on. I'd be I like, oh, I don't. I dread that. And it's I, just annoying. Working with celebrities just can suck sometimes. Exactly. And yeah. there was like high maintenance. And, and then whenever they come with their people, it's like, uh, what do you do with the people? Right. I don't, would you like any coffee or water? It's just I hate right. it. And there was never anyone there to really totally help them with that. But so you don't miss that 17 years of your life. So what uh, have you been doing? I have been finally having the time to not only spend time with my wife, who is very pregnant now, which How is great. How pregnant is she? She is six months pregnant. Wow. Actually, tomorrow she'll be 26 weeks. That's crazy. And I've gotten over a fear because I had this really irrational fear. People have irrational fears, right? Yes. One of my biggest irrational fears, which came up a lot when I was up at camp. I do that camp for... Uh, Oh, the you oncology did okay. camp, the kids with cancer camp, uh-huh. every single summer. And we have pregnant ladies up there sometimes. We have pregnant like volunteer nurses, pregnant uh, counselors. And I hated be, being around them in close quarters because I had this irrational fear that I was going to hit their stomach really hard by mistake. Oh, and like something would happen and they'd like lose the baby. Because I'm like a big to... guy and I'm clumsy and I'm like a bull in a china shop. And I was terrified that I would like smack because the, the stomachs, they protrude. They, it's hard yeah, to get around do. them sometimes. They do. And I am, I'm, I'm happy to say that I've, I've passed that fear. I'm right, over it. you've like touched your stomach. I'm around Jillian all the time and I'm not worried about smashing I our not, baby. I did not know you had this restaurant. I think it's, do I think it's rare. Do you know having a girl or a boy yet? It's a boy. <gasps> yeah. Oh my God. This is exciting. A little Anderson. It's going to be a, cannot... a small Anderson. Yes. Will you bring the baby on the show and stuff? That'd be weird. That With all the dildos weird. around and whatnot. Dude, he would know he'd just suck on them. It'd be fine though. Oh, uh, he totally would just suck safe. on them. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's really crazy. <laughs> he starts crying. Put this in your mouth. Uh, well, it probably <laughs> works that way. He's not going to swallow it. If you had a kid, I, I would imagine that it would be dick pacifiers. There would be All dick. day. Do we have dick? No, that'd be inappropriate. What am and I saying? And then if that kid became gay, you would think that it was because of the dick pacifiers. Exactly. And then the people put photos, they throw me in or jail. if it was a girl and she became a lesbian, you would think it was because she had a fear of penises because they were uh, forced upon her early. That sounded wrong. I'm sorry. That is wrong. I don't force penises upon everybody. Anybody. What are we talking about today? God. Well, I have to say that we we saved this topic for you because do you remember a few months ago we did a how to know when it's time to break up with your partner? Well, this is the show that we're doing today is how to get over. How to get up. over it. Yeah. And you want to hear something really interesting? I just remembered. So I was out the other night. I was at this this cool new club called the Doheny Club. Ugh. I'm sorry. It's like an LA whatever. Yeah, you were smacking the dab in the middle of Hollywood out here. Right. And there was this guy that was really cute uh-huh. and he was talking to me for a while and I kind of have known him and I, I came out of the bathroom. I, I kind of lost him for a second. I ran into him. I was happy. I was like, oh, you know, he's cute. Were you and I went to the bathroom. I was I had a few cocktails. Uh-huh. I go to the bathroom and I come out and he's talking to this girl oh. and I see him talking to this girl and she's hot. And was so she I, hotter than you? I don't think about that. Yeah, you I, do. You're no, a woman. I really don't. Really? I think no. I, I think about me. that. I don't. Well, because you're a dude. Oh, you when, you, when there's a guy no, around. When I, I'll, I'll like survey a room. I'm like, all right, who's got uh, more allure than me? At least back in the day when I was in my, you know, in the game still. Wait, you're so cute though. I guess I, I mean, yes, she was probably, I don't know. She was younger. The answer is no. I'm sure the she was not. no. She was not hotter, but she was like, you could see. And he was into her. I'm like, oh, so I walked past to get out of the bathroom, like, and trying to avoid because I don't want him to think I'm like stalking him. And all of a sudden he goes, hey. And then he goes, oh, and he turns to her and he says, um, before he introduced me, she goes, oh. Oh. And she freaks out. She goes, that is power. Oh my God. And she starts freaking out and she says, I'm a huge fan. I love your show. 
And I have to tell you that breakup show you did, I listened to it and um, I decided to break up with my boyfriend and it was like the best thing I ever did. Nice. Thank you so much. And she was like fawning all over and he looked at me and he goes, oh, like people know your show. Uh-huh. And I was like, I guess so. But you know that doesn't happen. And then you like, went home with her, right? No, I went home with him. But that's, that's what? Oh, look at that power <laughs> move. You're like, whatever, fan, I'm going to take your man now. Yeah, no, but um, it was funny. So I I was like, oh, my God, that never happens. And it was the breakup show you were on. She's like, thank you so much. I've been listening. It was very, very funny. Are you hot in here by chance? Helping people break up is the best, isn't it? Yeah, well, you know, that's that's what we talked about. Because it was like, I think that a lot of times, well, you guys should go back and listen to it. I don't remember what it was called. But you could go back and listen to that show because obviously it helps people. But there's a lot of times we just get stuck. And we talked about like setting a deadline. Are you, you know, like looking at it now, where do you want it to be? And we gave good advice for and that. And it's clearly. tough. It's tough to break up with people. So it I guess really that's what tough. you're going to be talking about today. Exactly. That's I can what we tell you about. too that I used to be an insane person and uh, I had a really hard time. I'm a very sentimental person and I have a very, very hard time breaking up with people, making things end because I hate change and I hate the idea of saying goodbye to someone forever. And so I've had really, really tough time, uh, numerous times saying goodbye and finishing things. So usually it was done to me. I would wait till it was done to me. Well, you're like most men because that's what our studies show is that, you know, when it comes to divorces, 69% of women (laughs) initiate divorces. 69. Uh That wasn't just for our show's purposes. Are you sure? Um, I promise. It wasn't 68 and you rounded up? No, it was 69. We're going to get to that in a minute. But that you said, I really want to talk about this. So we'll get into that um, in a second. But first, we could do some sex in the news. Sex in the news. It's been so long, Em. Are you so excited? I am. I know you do 18 podcasts, but um, this... Three. Okay. It feels like 18. But this... I actually have some fun stuff to plug, too. Considering the fact that I'm not doing Love Line anymore, I have some fun stuff that I've actually... Would you like to take a break before we get into this and tell us real quick? Uh, I don't don't uh, want to hold up the sex in the news for my stupid plugs, so let's go. Let's do sex in the news. Okay, fine. We got to get back to it, though. Men don't care about condoms if she's hot enough. Aye. Yeah. Um, I'd never go for bat for a man's general intelligence when it comes to anything regarding sex and physical gratification. I'm still amazed by just how willingly dumb we all are the damn time, me included. Well, this is written by a man. Case in point, a new study says that uh, researchers in Britain found that the primary primary, primary motivation for men when it comes to wearing a condom is whether the girl they're with is hot, not whether or not she has an STD. Like, if she's hot, men don't wear a condom regardless of what risks are exposed to them. So they did a study, 51 heterosexual men between the ages of 19 and 61, and they said the more attractive women seem to each participant, the lower their intention to use a condom during sex, even if the woman seemed to have a relatively higher risk risk of an STI. I don't know how they would know that, but um, so the higher the rating, they're more interested in having sex with her. So... But this goes against a study that we just found that asked 2,000 people from Europe and the uh, U.S. They said that men's number one greatest fear was that their partner would have an STI. And number three was that there would be an unintended pregnancy. So men are just full of of contradictions. Yes. But do you think that's true? Do you think it's more like this is going so well and she's so hot and God, you know, is it, do you think that these guys in their mind are going, well, if I have a baby, at least she'll be hot because this girl's hot. Or they're just like, I don't mm. want to mess this up by putting the condom on because mm. what if she has, what's going on in a man's I don't head? think the baby actually ever comes into the equation. What is it? These, she's just guys. hot and I don't want to stop because she might say no again. Yeah, I think that if she's so, I, I think that, okay, if there's, this sounds so wrong, but if a guy is settling at the end of the night and he's going home with somebody who is not hot or he's taking somebody home or he's going to bed somebody who is below his standards, perhaps, he's thinking, all right, she's going to get the job done and I'm going to use her for sex and uh, I should probably be protecting myself because she may have been used by other people as well. Really? 
Have you had and these thoughts? No, I'm just from talking right. to guys over uh, drinks. And then if uh, if it's actually happening and it's a really hot girl, maybe a, a girl above his number. Yeah, like what you said. I think that uh, they're afraid of any kind of interruption. Might not like a lot of the time. What's going through a guy's head is like, I can't believe this is happening. I can't believe we're going to a round second base right now. I can't believe this is happening. Last thing you want to do is have like the, the manager come to the mound. Right. Exa- exa- exactly. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. To be like, this might stop. And what yeah. happens? Like, we're, we're about and to hit home run. There's no way to smoothly um, introduce a condom. a condom into the you just entire... just kind of reach over in your nightstand, open it up, and just do it. Like, that's what I'm guys sure do. Really suave guys in movies can do it without interruption. But there's always an interruption. It's the briefing. If you get rid of just practice. You just uh-huh. grab it. It's easy. I'm telling you guys, you're going to get it. Just because people who they deem as risky or non-risky, you don't know anything. I'm telling you, the people that you... I don't even know what that means. Right, this is Risky? The, Someone could have one other sexual partner and she could have an STD. Well, of course. There's any, any number, any, any countless number right. of possibilities. But this is this is for the ladies because I, I think the guys will understand what I'm saying and they, they know exactly that this is true. Uh, when you're in the heat of the moment and if it's a woman who's very attractive and like I said, she's above your number, you, you, the way your brain is working, it's like infused <sighs> with know. drugs almost. Right. You're not thinking clearly. And chances are you've had a few drinks. But right. you're thinking... She's so hot, I could take one of her STIs. It would be okay. <gasps> no, She's you're that, not that hot. That, like, like her herpes wouldn't be nearly as bad as her herpes. You really? That's and, really at the good. moment. And in then the afterwards, you're, I'm sure these guys are filled with shame. Like, oh my God, what have I done? Yeah, they're calling the 24-hour clinic. Right. Right, because she immediately drops off the cliff and becomes, if she's like a nine, becomes a four and a half right after sex. Like any woman does after sex yeah. or just the nine drops except further? For the, except for the wife. Except for, you know, if, if you're course, madly in love. Of course, not the like, wife, but... I'm talking about like, you know, casual encounters. Yeah, as soon as you're done, whoever you're having sex with, um, as soon as you're finished, they drop a number of points. Just for that night? Like, because you're tired and you want to go to sleep yeah, and in the morning does she go back up? Refractory period. Is it the refractory period? She goes down and she goes back up again? Yeah. Or is it just the first time she's so hot and then you did it, you banged her and you're done? Well, there's that too. But what I'm talking about, immediately finishing. Yeah, you as just, soon as you're done, you didn't wear a condom and you're and you're finishing outside of her, hopefully you're right. not trusting her if she says that she's on the pill. Heard that before. Uh, as soon as you're done, yeah, she's no, nothing's hot. All you want to do is be alone. <laughs> it sucks. It's it's a man thing. I, it's every guy, they are, they, do, they really do, right? Until you're, unless you're with somebody that you actually have a relationship and but for the most part, yeah. I mean, I would, I would, I don't like to talk about these things, but it's okay. It's you know, past. Every baby. For the point of uh, her feeling okay about, because I felt bad for you know when I stay in so sensitive. Right? I would, I would stick around, but it was the last thing I wanted to do. I did not want to be in that bed anymore. I did not want to be on that couch or on, Ever? The, on the ninth green, as it were, a few times on golf courses. Because you know right away if it's a one night, you're like, I already know this is someone I don't want to get serious with, or yeah, just a lot of, in a lot general, of time, if it's new. Because you can tell, you know, it's, it's, it's a party girl and. You know, it, it, we're, we're just having fun. Right. You're kind okay. of annoying when yeah, you talk. Exactly. Like, I liked it better when you weren't talking. Yeah. And my penis was inside you. God, it's so hard. Well, women do the same thing, I guess. But I do think that there's something like a, a guy rationalizes and thinks, you know what? Her herpes kind of hot, maybe. Oh, God. Not her hot, herpes, but herpes. Just not... Once you have herpes, you just have herpes. You're not going, Herps. oh, that herpes that I'm going to call Jane is so sexy. She was sexy. No, At it's just time. friggin' herpes. And your balls are itching for the and rest I'm sure of your this, life. Not all guys are going to agree with me, but a lot of guys know exactly what I'm talking about. And I know that for you ladies, that's insane. It is kind of insane. I mean, I just feel like I would use, I would never, ever decide to use a condom whether or not I'd be someone safe or hot. And I usually do want to cuddle after sex. Well, you go out with the condom already inserted inside, right? Exactly. Like you're prepared. You're ready. He he has one on and I already have one inserted inside. Exactly, of course, because I'm so friggin' safe. Um, 
That's some good insight, Anderson. God, I missed your insight. Mm. I missed your face. I feel like I say too much on this show. No, you don't. Mm. Really? I just don't want to get myself in trouble. You know but what I'm who? Saying? No, yeah. dude, that's a real man. I'm not saying that. I, it's not like you're telling me anything I've not heard okay. before. Okay, it just, um You look at I'm, me like, this, you're, well, this is the first time I've ever heard this. You're an insane sick person. Well, do I really? Yeah, no, I'm bit. fascinated. Okay. I know because I know this in my brain, but when you say it, I'm like, oh, it's true. Not for every man. Yes. But for you, even the sensitive Anderson that you are. Yes. Um, which, makes, and which, which makes it even worse because then I feel like such a shitbag for wanting to get out of that bed when it was over. You know what I mean? Because you like, can tell they well, maybe they wanted you to leave. Sometimes I want guys yeah, to leave. Yeah. I've had some experiences lately where I'm like starting and I'm just like. You guys have the opposite thing though. It's like the oxytocin gets released yeah. and you like want a nest. No, typically I do want to cuddle. Yeah. But um, I recently had a few sexual encounters where it wasn't intercourse per se, but I was like, I, I have to get like, I'm, I'm actually grossed out. Right. Those are fun. Mm-hmm. We're like, I'm with someone. I'm like, Ugh. I always like to be over at someone else's house too. So I could right? leave because asking them to leave is the worst. Yeah. You're like, Oh, Uber's on the way. That's I had a friend thing. that, uh, he brought a woman home. She was much older and he brought her home to his friend's house. And then he, you know, they, they had sex on, on the couch at his friend's house in the apartment. Then he got up and he went to work early the next morning and he left the girl there. And it was like five in the afternoon when his friend, Kept calling him saying, dude, you got to come get this woman off she the couch. She's still sleeping? She's still there. She wanted to get off his couch. And they finally got her. She finally got up and left. And the reason why she was on the couch, she peed, to peed the couch. She did. She had peed on the couch. How horrifying for that That's poor woman. That's horrifying. She, my friend really liked the older ladies. So she was kind of, you know, she's probably in menopause. How, like how old? <sighs> probably mid fifties. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And she I felt so couch. bad for the thing. Imagine she was just laying there on the stranger's couch, and she was embarrassed and terrified to get up because she knew that she had left a big pee puddle. Oh my god! She could just leave a check for couch cleaning and get the hell out. Mm. That, they're no longer that's my friends, but that's how they approached that's it. That's just. Bad. They started sending her text saying, "You have to pay for this." A I know. Woman would have a better plan than that. She left her shoes there. I remember I went over there like it was like a month and a half home, after. She walked home like with pee on her and been footless. Her shoes were still there, like out on the front steps. This is so sad. I'm so depressed. Oh my god! Oh geez, just yeah. Always have a plan after sex. I don't know. It's interesting lately because being single, we're gonna get into the breakup thing because we can talk about that since I have been going through a breakup. But um, okay, here's the point. Mm. Well, first I think we have to do uh, a little shout out to our sponsors who uh, help keep the show free. Yes, and then people. afterwards I want to talk about a couple projects uh, that I got going. That oh jeez, now everyone's gonna tune out. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Anderson. No, we're going to tell you about breaking up. We've got your emails. Don't leave us. But here's, a, but this is important because you know what's great about sex toys, hmm. Anderson? They don't get jealous. They do the work. They just want you to feel good, even if it means they sit one out while you try something new. Well, I was recently introduced to that something new, the Rabbit Company Lay On Vibrator. That's L-A-Y-O-N. And I'm here to tell you that there is a little... It's a little palm-sized beauty, and it's awesome. Like, we got one here, and everyone wanted to try it. I think Madison tried it first, and she, like, freaked out and loved it, and then they just sent us, like, six of them. It's simply awesome. It's amazing. It was made for external use, features two ears, the little bunny ears that are perfectly positioned for clitoral stimulation, and the whole piece is gently curved to match a woman's natural contour. It literally lays on you. Get it? It's called a lay-on, as the name suggests, but its ergonomic shape feels so good to hold and move around, you'll find it the endless sensations by changing layon's positions. So it's got these two little things, these ears, It's just, and they feel so good because you can put over your labia, the whole thing. Jeez. Each of the ears has its own independent motor for amazing power. Whisper Quiet, which is great for, you know, roommates and such, has six vibration patterns. My favorite feature, though, want to know what it is? 
It has built-in vibration isolation that keeps the motion in the ears, not the handle. Now, sometimes your hand can go a little numb by these things. It's just the ears, all the power in the ears. No more numb hands in the transfer of the vibrations. Like all Rabbit Company products, the Lay-On is 100% body safe, features intuitive, easy-to-use controls, and a five-year warranty, which they don't do with toys, Anderson. They just don't. Mm. To order your Lay-On, visit therabbitcompany.com or click the Rabbit Company banner on my website. couple things. Go. Uh, since six weeks uh, without Loveline, uh, some of this language is a little bit jarring. I forgot because oh. I'm 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 out of the what, sex clitoris? world now. Ah, yeah, we were kind of going in that direction. And then also, I thought of something else. What? I got yeah. an idea. Oh, have you, has there ever been a sex toy that actually speaks to the woman? You know, yeah, like GPS has the voice and Surrey's got the voice. Have they ever programmed a sex like toy? Like a dirty talk sex and toy. And it's just like you're so beautiful. I you love know, you so much. There is. You're prettier than all your friends. <laughs> You are the hottest one at the bar tonight, even though you're home with me. I could see that working for some ladies. <laughs> and you could like program the different voices. You know, it's Have funny. one with an English accent. That is a great idea. The whole French? <laughs> like, I love the French guys. Or, well, there is. There's the... Um, there is one that talks? Well, yeah. There's the Oh My Bod, when it first came out, you could play music through it. And I think you could also record audio through it that you could have so someone So you'd have talking. like your boyfriend do it? Yeah. That'd be very uncomfortable if uh, three relationships later... Uh, they're using it in They're like, in who's bed. that guy? Yeah, and then some, like, who's Bob? <laughs> some dude's voice. It's like, hey, baby, that was so hot last night. That's actually a good idea, like for women who like them. But I don't know. Uh-huh. Talk, that's, why, but that's why we have porn. Yes. I guess. But why not? If you can't always access your porn, your vibrator can act as that thing. I love hearing dirty sounds. Dirty talk. Yes. Okay. I know. Um, women do. We're going to talk about how to cope pro- post-breakup, but Anderson's got some yeah, really gotta, fascinating, exciting uh, announcements. First, first, I, there's three things that I, I hope to accomplish here today. Sorry if I'm unplugged happy, but it's rare that I have something actually no, honey, exciting. Go. I, mean, I love so that you're excited. I'm uh, I'm working towards uh, creating my feature, making my feature, and that's going to take some funding. And uh, in funding, we're going to do this whole campaign, and we're leaning up to it over the summer. And the name of the movie is Groupers, and it's very insightful and now and all about society and there's no way this movie that i wrote the script there's no way i write this script without working on love line for all those years i mean it's definitely about sexuality homosexuality homophobia as well as um group mentality mob mentality all that kind of stuff and i'm very excited i'm actually working with madison's very good friend he's, right uh, max yeah he's working with me on on this love and max. what i'm asking for is over at my website andersoncowan.com c-o-w-a-n or contact at andersoncowan.com just send me your email if you'd like to um be a part of uh the campaign not necessarily giving money but just being abreast a of right. things just and i know can what's send. going on because anderson makes killer film he's won a bunch of awards last year all for five of films. my movies have now got into a to, uh, to, to that's festivals. Ama- yeah. That is so hard to in do. In fact, uh, my one about the Mormon going door to door and ending up at the uh, massage parlor, that's playing right up the street for me in no August. Way. Yeah. I love it. But uh, this one's, it's it's a work of passion. I've been working my entire life up to making a feature film yeah. and uh, I'm getting close. So if you'd like to be a part of just kind of be abreast as to what's happening, what's going on, uh, AndersonCowan.com. Send me we a can link. put this on the website as well. Groupers is the name of the movie. And I... I'll just I, and I'm not a bot, and I'm not going to give it to other people. No, no, this no. is just He's a good very guy. grassroots efforts, right. and I'm just collecting the emails so I can keep Got everyone it. in the circle. So groupers, that's fun, that's exciting. More on that to come. Uh, after disaster uh, podcast, Mike Carano and I actually we do these things called destination disasters, where we make a video and we make them available for our Patreon subscribers. The one that we did most recently is the ICP disaster. Are you familiar with ICP? Insane Clown Posse. No. They're from yes, your hood. Yes, yes, They're from yes, your hood. They're from Detroit. Yes, I do. I am. They're called Insane Clown Posse. They're they're two. They were on Love Line. They're right. great. I love them. They're, I love them as as characters. As they're my favorite guests ever to be on Love Line. Mike and I. Even though you hate guests. They're they're they're. Fans are called juggalos, 
and they wear face makeup and whatnot. And they juggle. And they don't juggle, but they drink a lot and they drink Fago and I love Fago. They're I, from Michigan. Fago there's Pop. There's a lot of Fago. We shut I, up. I, Have I, you had Fago? It's like I grew I had up it, it squirted all over me at the show. Um, that's all they do. Probably they do three hundred two liter bottles of Fago get squirt on the audience. I'm gonna, I'm gonna cry. We it's shot soda. the entire it's thing. A, we drove down there. It's an entire event. I, I cut the thing together. I spent a long time. I actually put my cold cockle logo in the, in the beginning of the video because I spent so much time editing it. Uh, I think it turned out really well. It's forty minutes. It's we dressed up like juggalos. We did the face paint and everything. We infiltrated and we went into the show and we taped a ton of it. Oh my God, I want to see and this. And it got a little nuts at times. It got a little hairy and we got the whole thing documented. Oh my God. So it's a little like mini movie, like a 40 okay. minute mo- documentation got of it. the Insane Clown Posse. And that's available. Uh, that'll be on my website as well. Okay, We're, we're selling it for three bucks oh uh, through for to support the okay. disaster. Cool. Very fun. I love it. That's amazing. Yes. You're doing great stuff since Loveline. Yeah, I, I have a lot more time are. to actually, uh, during that time when I was at Loveline, I'm using that to actually create and so edit. you really and, are. You're getting right. up in the morning and you're, are you going to bed earlier? That's still a work now in progress. No, you're still drinking until, yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not drinking anymore. Right now, anyways, I'm because I'm getting stuff done. And I, I'm not in the creative process. Anyways. I, I get it. I'm so I'm, proud of you. When we'll, I'm writing, it, we'll put yeah. this all on the website too. I'm really proud of you. That's amazing. And that amazing. live show that you went to, the Film Vault live show, that's available as well. Film Vault. I was so proud of you that night. I was like, you oh my God, up. Anderson. It was so nice to have you there at the I Chinese always theater. I show up. And I was like, wow, Anderson, this is a really good podcast. Like I, well, I, yeah, we've been doing it for so long together. Uh, you guys had a really good I. energy. I love yeah. it. Thank you very much for letting yeah. me to get that of out course. there. Very important to me. You guys, we're all tra- we're all doing podcasts. We're trying to make a living here, and we do good content that we really care about. I got to send you a link. I should have had you watch the ICP. Why thing. didn't you? I would have watched it. All right, next time. Just like reading your script, which so I will, fun. but you told me not to. But don't can I read, read the it now? script because I'm reworking it. Okay, fine. Okay, let's talk about breakups. Ready? Breakups. Facts about breakups. Who usually does dumping? I I kind of did spoiled. I already spoiled 69%. this. Sixty nine percent. Women are more likely to initiate divorce, but women and men are equally likely to end a non-marital relationship, which I don't believe. I still believe it's mostly the women that men can become complacent, but it is 69% compared to 31% of men end divorces. Women are more sensitive to relationship issues. This is why they're already processing it. They're thinking about it. And I think that men are like, you know, it's okay. They're not really as in tune. I'm not saying all men, but women, we're always talking about it and we're processing it. And, um, You know, most common reasons cited for the uncoupling lack of communication, and that might explain why the women do the dumping more often. They tend to value communication more than their male counterparts. And also, this won't surprise you, Anderson, that they experience breakups uh, more difficultly. Women do? Uh, Or men men. do? Men do. Men find it harder? So talk to me about your experience with, yeah. With breakups? Yeah. Uh, well, it's, it's, I've identified it uh, as the worst feeling in the world to be rejected. It's the worst feeling. I don't think anyone can uh, agree with that. There's no worse emotion uh, that gets brought on other than by being rejected by someone, but whether it's a group or a friend or, in most cases, it's a relationship. And there's nothing worse knowing that uh, the love of your life or somebody you think you're in love with would rather be with someone else or just not you, or just period. Not you. Yeah, which is why many men don't even... A lot of men have struggled just with I have the very good of friends asking someone else. And relatives who are just emotional cowards and they don't they decide they got their heart broken once, they decided never again, and they just don't date. Nothing. They but, just see like professionals. That's right. it. Yeah. They do experience it differently. Like research shows that women experience more pain, both mental and physical, following a breakup. Though interesting what they for the breakups hit women the hardest, it was the men that had a harder time healing. Because I think we don't put in the work. Right. It's that men never fully recover. 
because they just can't we move watch on. ESPN or go out and drink with our Numb. friends and try. You yeah. get under to get over. You're yeah. sleeping with other women, and that men just don't fully recover well. As we, we're like sitting home, you know, we're doing the Ben and Jerry's, we're processing, we're talking crying. to your friends. Can't imagine another penis inside our vagina. All that stuff. Doing a lot of like, he sucks. All your friends are like backing you up. He sucks anyways. Yeah. You're way better than him. Exactly. exactly. I never liked his nose. Right. Exactly. You can do better. Remember that time he did this or that? Which is always awkward when you get back together with him. And then your friends are like, uh. That's why you got to be careful. Got to be real careful. You can't say he's a total ass the first time they break up. Right. You can't be like, he was a jerk because people I've do done get that. back together. I've done that and too. And now, I've done that a couple times and they're married now. I don't hang out with those people anymore. Right. Exactly. Because like Anderson never liked you anyway. <laughs> Um, so, okay, so this is how men, men handle the breakups. Ready? They say they think, and tell me if this is right. I just sent an email to somebody like six months ago, what? and I'm like, uh, we were going back and forth for the first time in a long time, and I'm like, you, you, ever since you broke up with that bitch like a few years ago, you've never been better. And I was trying to be supportive, and he just wrote me back. He's like, we're married now. And oh. I just left it at that. I and left no it response, at that. No like, response, like delete him from I, yeah. Facebook, the whole thing. Done. See, you got to be careful. Gotta People be do get careful. back together. Okay, so this is what guys do. Tell me if this resonates with you. I'll show her they got party with the guys, you know, act like nothing is wrong. They're not affected by it. I know this is true. Like, they don't even tell their friends sometimes they broke up. Like, they just kind of, like, just kind of keep moving on, because you know, we think to like, mask their feelings. What would what would get back at us the most? What, what could she do to us that would hurt us the most? And it would be sleep with another person or pretend like nothing, that it doesn't hurt us at all. Right, so we try and act like that, but that's not going to get back. What if it was even an amicable break? What if it wasn't like a horrible breakup, but you just decided it wasn't? Like, what if someone you broke up with someone would mm-hmm. you still do this behavior? No, 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 I wouldn't personally. No. Okay, so uh, so this is also which is so great the research that they they don't start to mourn the loss for a while. Like you really start to delay it. They repress the feelings until they can't ignore them any longer. Mm-hmm. Like we said, I because in my experience, if I look at my life. I've always said this, like the girls, and I was always more like a dude though. I I've always more like a girl, so this could work. Exactly. I typically would get into another relationship even yeah. though I didn't, you know, in my past. But women, you know, we face our, you know, emotions head on. We That's cry. why we die so much earlier we than you guys too. Right, because you know what it is. We don't all your pent up emotions. Yeah, yeah. You're not allowed those to. kill you. Those, those give you a heart attack if you I don't know. process your emotions. I know. But you do. You know, yeah. we're more, more likely to like straight talk, be honest about how we feel about it, you know, and also we've got our friends, like women have our friends yep. and we depend. And the thing is, we've got the emotional intimacy with our friends. We've got that men typically don't. Mm. And so you're thinking, wow, this has been fun partying and banging all these chicks. But now I don't have anyone like my ex-girlfriend who I could talk to when I was having a rough day, but we've got that. Right. And so women, we have like a network. We can go to our friends and guys are going, what the hell? Who do I talk to? And then, you know, they take longer to admit they're in pain. And then a few months go by and then they miss her and then they struggle. And then they sometimes kind of want to come back. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, it makes sense. They struggle with starting over even more so than women. Um, men may be excited to date at first, but soon they realize that they're, they don't have that intimacy with someone because it takes a while to build it. And the point is everyone handles it differently. There's no right or wrong here. I'm not saying every man needs change, but, or a woman, but I am going to give you tips for post breakup. Okay. I've got five tips here. I want to hear them. I'll let you know if they work. If they would I don't know work. This me. is discussion. And I'm going back to real quick. If if I do the breaking up, which I've done in the past, not as often, probably about 31 percent of the time, okay. I do the breaking up. Right. I would actually go the other way, and which is not good for them either. But I would like almost want to make them feel okay and make, let them know that I was feeling sad and stuff because I'd feel bad. 
you know, I didn't want to victimize someone. Right. But then that gives them think that there is hope for the relationship. Right. To, so it was, it was terrible. I made so many horrible mistakes when I was younger. Right. So no, I did stupid, too. Stupid, I absolutely did too. Mistakes, and I caused so much pain, and I hate myself for it. Still, really? no, yeah. you got to let go I of that. Still, I know, but, but now I still you're think in a really it. healthy relationship. So we go through the the reason. I why, almost did it to her. I mean, I you know I. I know. I was very I hurtful to her. But I love that you guys came back around. Yeah. Like I love that it could have ended, and you know. Thank God. Can I ask you a question though? Mm. How many times did you guys? end it before you actually like did only you... one time and it was it was brutal and i realized like just how, how awful it was uh it was not very long it's probably a couple of weeks where we just didn't talk and it was awful it was really awful and that's kind of what was the wake-up call like hey this, she, she's this, really she's, the one yeah because i'd felt pain before but not like that before wow and that's how you knew okay so the first thing i suggest is a digital detox no contact cut off all social media separate yourself from mutual friends if you can set boundaries you know, cut off all contact, say no to breakup sex. You know, you can masturbate, you know, you can take care of yourself that way. Don't have the breakup sex. And that's, that's tough with thing. the digital cutoff these days. Real tough. So, see, that's tough. I have to say, like, my suggestion is like, you block their number. You don't, you know, you're not friends with them on Facebook yeah. or Instagram, but it's hard. I mean, I went through this phase, so I've been going, I guess I've been broken up, broke up, have been broken up, mm-hmm, six, broken up. six months. Sounds good. And, um... Right now, it's you're a, still going through that. I still am, yeah. yeah. But I'm, you know, I'm you a, I'm a dig- digital detox. Yeah, but not at first. No, not at first. Like mm-hmm. I was like, look, and I was like, it's so painful. It does work. So then, you know, maybe the first week or so, I was looking, and I'm like, you know what? I just this isn't healthy. Like, why do I have to see who he's dating or who he's friends with? Like, and I'm making up ideas in my head. Like that, that's no way to move on. It's not healthy. I've got you know, and once they're like really truly out of sight. You can move on because back in the day, as you recall, you break <laughs> up with someone, you never hear from them again. Like you wouldn't see them, you wouldn't. Maybe you would run into them, your friend would back, run into. We're them. talking about like back in the day, like you know when we had nothing but answering machines. We didn't have a right. caller ID. No, we didn't. We might have had a pager. We're talking about that those days. Yeah, and your friends would come home and be like, "Guess who I ran into at the bar?" Yeah. You're like, "No way! Tell me everything." Tell me I'd be like, "What color yeah. socks was he wearing?" Like you want to know everything, Did he ask right? Did he right. Ask Did he ask right? Who was he with? All this stuff. So, you know, you can avoid places where you want to run into, you know, you might run into each other. Like, don't go to that place thinking you're going to find them and run into them. Because we're very vulnerable at this time. Things are tense. And anything that your ex has to say is going to affect you very, very deeply. So, what do you think about the digital detox? I think it's uh, super tough, especially for people that are so tied in to uh, the social media these days. I don't envy you at all because it would be even harder. It is. It was hard for me back in the day and, and knowing that I could also create this whole false image of how I really was doing, there's that which you know comes into the digital detox as well where I'm putting things on Facebook hoping that she would see it. Right. I, I'm fine. And I'm People sure it do that all the oh, time. all the time. And there's this whole other layer, like almost a whole separate life, like an avatar that you have to worry about healing as well. So what you're saying is a lot easier said than done, but what you have to do is make a real commitment to yourself and maybe bring a couple of your friends in and yeah. say, don't let me. I had, yeah, I had a friend who held me accountable. She was like, what are you doing? And I was like, I know. She's like, you haven't blocked him. And then she said, just try it for three days. And this was the very beginning. And I like just stopped. And then I just forgot. And it really was so much easier because you, I wasn't looking or seeing. And, and the social media stalking. I mean, that's, that's you're oh probably going to do it for a few days, but then realize what you're doing and months. know that you're not a few months. You're, you're bound to do it for at least a few days, but know that you're not going to be able to heal move on and find the next person that's going to be the better person for you without exactly. giving it up. This is why you're doing it. The you're longer doing you it. do it, the, the exactly the less chance you have of actually being happy with somebody else one day. And we're not suggesting being, torturing yourself looking being at like pictures. a love addict and, and going straight to somebody else, but you're not going to be able to heal yourself or fix exactly, yourself as long as you're wallowing. That's in that. number two then. Take time to process. 
go through those phases, like go through the sadness and the anger and the pain, you know, many people want to like put a limit. Like I should be over this by now. It should take a month. It should take two months. I know some people like that. I did that. Uh, Did I do that? Maybe I did. You were involved in something like that though. I was involved in saying that I should already be. No, you were involved in something where like there was a two month period. And remember we talked about this in the parking lot. Yes. Yes. And the, yes. And the came How'd that work out? Not so well. No. What did I do? Are you saying that I stayed? You didn't do it. The other person did it. They came back around. They were going to cut Emily off for two months. Nothing Emily, right? Yes, exactly. That's okay. Okay. And they did. And it was fine. And we didn't talk. We still haven't. So, well, okay. I don't want to make it about me per se. Yes. And they do because they will circle back and we're going to think like, well, maybe things have changed and maybe things are different. But listen, no one's going to change in two months or a month. They're not going to be like, oh, you're going to miss each other because we tend to have this euphoric recall when we break up with someone where yeah, everything's you great. Yeah, idealize people. Yeah, and you're like, oh, of course you missed them. Of course you loved them. You were together for a while. But that's why, again, no contact. And I say no contact for at least, if you can't do the digital detox, then do no contact for six months. I don't even know if I say that in here, but that's so important. You know the uh, the whole idealizing people especially when relationships gone by and looking back on it so only thinking of the good stuff have you had any success in thinking only about the bad stuff have you been able to do that if the guy was re- yeah I mean I've dated if he I, gave you enough to hate if he gave me enough to hate and it was like something horrible breakup yes okay. typically I have okay we gotta take that take the time to process I think you know it takes about three months till you're really ready to like move on maybe and that doesn't mean that you're getting over the breakup but maybe you're ready to start just going out more and dating and you process things doesn't I mean you did like you know, you might still be feeling pain, but everyone's different. Be patient, crab, you know, cry, I was like cry, cry and sob. You could cob. Hmm. Um, and, um, so, you know, take the time, spend time to get in touch with you again. This is why it's so important is because we get lost in relationships sometimes and we have to remember who we are on our own. Right. Very helpful work. Make good choices. Don't do the, like go out and toxic friends and go out and drinking and partying and sleeping with people. I mean, you might do that for a week or two, but really it's better to like, Start exercising, hang out with your friends that are like really good influences, you know, and again, just be kind to yourself, take time to heal, do activities with people that you like. And uh, just, it's just a great, I think it's a great reset button. Get a new routine. Just shake something up. Like start waking up an hour earlier than you did or find a brand new like coffee house that you've never been to before, a a new supermarket, get on a different kind of diet, change something kind of major in your life. Right. So that, but it's for the positive because the, the, one of the toughest breakups I ever had, I ended up getting a brand new job and a new car all at the same time and a new place to live. So everything was totally different. It was a lot easier to move on in a different direction. Absolutely. You don't have to be that drastic, but if you just change, like if you start waking up an hour early and doing yoga or something, something different that's going to shake up your whole life. And also, if you're having a hard time moving right now because you're like, oh, but I'm just like, it's, I find like every, for a lot of my changes, it helps to be accountable or to have a friend who's like, we're going to this new new yoga class or we're going out tonight. And just commit to it. Yeah, commit. And I never regret, I always like, I don't feel like going out. And then when I go out, I'm always happy and I always meet, always meet people. Worst thing you can do is lay with your own thoughts. Exactly. Dude, right? You need to a little bit. man. Can't get out alone. What's that saying? When you're in the room flailing around. I don't want to even know what it's like Jack is. Johnson lyrics? No, no. It's a really good saying, but I'm not going to say it now. Okay, rebound sex. Mm. Okay, only if you can handle it. Like, if you can do it and stay unattached and you're like, I'm just going to have sex. I'm not going to get emotionally involved. But typically, it's just a Band-Aid. Mm-hmm. It's just something that you're going to, you know, 
it's going to make you feel good for a second and then afterwards it might make you feel worse. But if you're having like horrible sex in your relationship and you're like, I really just want to get laid, but I don't want to attach and you really can stick to that, only you know the answer to that. And careful because there's somebody else's Has feelings you? involved there too. You're not, you know, going know. out rebound sexing Except by yourself. The, the party girls that there you kick out of your house at 3 a.m. Should be an entire, there should be a whole, oh, What? Another there idea? Sh- there should be you're an so app clear. for nothing but rebound sex. People Tinder. that are on both sides that need rebound sex. There should be an app. There probably is. Rebound but sex ups. Rebound sex apps. But people that, you know what I mean? Because like, I hate the idea of somebody going out and like, you know, banging just the, whoever they can just to make themselves feel better. And then that person just gets left in the wind. That sucks. But does that make you, I have to ask you, that's true. But does that, maybe they know though, and hopefully you're a mature enough adult that you can be like, listen, I'm not looking for anything serious. Although often people don't hear that message. Right. right. For sure. Especially um, you ladies. You guys are deaf to that. But how does rebound sex make you feel? Uh, you know, the one benefit it that it you? has yeah. is it it's a really a wake-up call to like, wow, I just did that ultimately in, uh, intimate thing with a different person. It's over. Like, my other relationship, it's, oh. it's a real, like, slap in the face. It's like, this is real. This is happening because you're actually, you just had sex with a different person. Right. But other than that, no, I think it leaves you feeling empty. And like I said, I, I worry about the other person. And sometimes, yeah, because you're so caring. I do too, and I also feel like it's... Um, I sometimes it's, it's worked both ways but sometimes I felt like it made me miss my ex more because I was having sex because it's going to be different yeah. yeah it's always a weird thing when you first like touch and it's like their yeah. boobs are different and like their legs are different and they were different right. they smell different it's it's it's, it's, it's weird because your intimate was right. it's jarring I don't, right. a lot of time I don't like it but it is a, a good like wake up smell the coffee your life needs to move on right it's different exactly okay are you ready to date again that's the fifth step okay Take the time to be single. I don't think, again, I did this. I went from one relationship to the next, even though I would say, listen, I need time to heal. I need time to whatever. And then I'd meet someone and then I would get it so much easier to get caught up because when you're falling in love or lust with somebody, typically those feelings, you know, the the, the feel good hormones can kind of numb your emotions. Mm -hmm. So I was like, well, that's really sad, but here's a new guy that I can get really excited about. That's how you get caught up being a love addict though. Yeah, exactly. I don't think I'm a love addict, but... No, I don't think you are. No, I am definitely not a love addict. So it's very tempting to hop from from one to the next. But again, it's really great to to really get to know yourself as a single person and be settled on your own. Um, And also something that I've noticed is that we tend to heal past relationships in our current. So let's say in your last relationship, you had horrible sex or your partner wasn't very attentive or giving up blowjobs or oral, whatever it is, or kiss. You meet someone who's like way into sex and they really love pleasing you. And so the pendulum swings, right? Because you mm-hmm. think, well, my last partner didn't. But typically that's not what you need either just because it's one person is like the one. Usually there's one area that was really lacking. Mm-hmm. So just be mindful of this. And again, when you start dating again, you don't have to jump into a relationship. In no. fact, this is a great time to just date casually and a time of great self-improvement. You know, reconnect with old friends, made some new ones. And that will lead to meeting potential dates. And I would think that to kind of break that possibility of a love cycle too, you should want to uh, make it a goal that the next person you date, the relationship's going to be better. The person's going to be better all around. Right. Uh, Do it like a job. Like you want to always go, if you get a new job, it should be a better job. If you get a new car, it should be a better car. Exactly. You should, don't just settle and get in the first relationship you, that comes along. Uh, you should always be going better. Right, exactly. Better. What parallel moves you, you want to go. Right. If you okay. kind of hold off and make sure... And Emily, yeah, yeah. What? Say it. Do it. Go. I just, I, it's been so long since I've talked about sex or anything or relationships with you, and I, I hope I'm not coming off as like, a, no, like, it, like I'm no, I'm by no, by no means an expert. I'm just talking my own personal 
experiences. You're the expert here. Uh, I'm just going off of what I, you know, 17 years of love line and my own horrible <laughs> and mistakes that I've made in my past. Yeah. No, dude, you're just, you're very helpful. You know what says you're not helpful. Good. People miss I just, you. I just don't want to come off like, like I'm a know-it-all because uh, I, I know very, I've never gone to school for this shit. It's you know okay. what I'm saying? Okay. All right. It's okay. You're okay. great. You're doing great. And um, my last thing is that I just think when I say work on yourself, well, let me explain just real quickly what that means is, again, spending time to get to know yourself and also, you know, what you like, what you don't like, and really look at that relationship for what it was. And you can even do this. Like, I these are the things that I require on my next partner. Like, they have yeah. to, you know, be sensitive or they have to be healthy like I'm healthy. You know, they want to, they care if they remember my birthday. I mean, whatever it is. Like, they like you know, same religion, whatever you have, the issues are like, really? Yikes. Because if you have a list, it doesn't have to be a massive list or you know, like you're like, and you meet somebody who does not meet those bottom line requirements, like it could be three things. Right. At least a red flag. Move on. Red flags. Pay yeah. attention. Okay. You want to move on to emails? Sure. Wait, the one last thing that really, really oh, helped go. me. Oh, go. I was, I was moving really, on. Yeah. The one last thing, and I think I brought this up on your show before, is I would visualize <laughs> my future wife girlfriend life partner whoever i was gonna end up with i knew that she was walking the earth somewhere because i'm not a, a disgusting pig and i knew that it wasn't like she wasn't born yet right so i knew that she was out there she was living her life somewhere and i imagined her looking at me being pathetic and being heartbroken about this person who ultimately is going to be a footnote in my life so i would imagine my future faceless wife girlfriend looking at my my present state and just going what are you doing and it made it gave me strength. I'm, that I'd is be like, really. You've got really powerful. I had to really work hard on it because I had so so much pain in some of the past relationships. But that worked. That one really that worked. worked. For me. That worked. That did you ever go back to people? Get back together? Oh yeah, yeah, plenty yeah. of times. Even though you had those. No, that's 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 a really smart way to think about it. There is more. But there's so many people on the planet. And here's the other thing that you always hear when people break up, is that our biggest fear when we break up with someone is that we're not going to be loved, that they were the best thing that ever happened to us, and we'll never find someone else. Like and that. just that, and that I gotta tell you part that of your life is over. Yeah, yeah, but typically we think yes, that too. But I think we we have a lot of fear that we will. And I'm telling you, I used to think that I've dated a lot. It, you always will find someone. Like yeah. you will. That is not your best person. Unless you get hit by a bus. Right, and then you die. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Right, that's helpful. <laughs> okay, so um, yeah, can we move on to some emails now? How about that? Thank you for emailing me. Feedback at sexwithemily.com. And for including your name, where you're listening from, how you listen, and your age in your email. And we've got a new feature of the show, which you don't even know about yet. We're starting, Anderson. What's that? Um, you can call and leave your question for me by, by voicemail. And if your message is selected, we'll play your question on the show. I'll answer it here. 818-ASK-SWE1. That's 818-275-7931. So... Keep your messages to about a minute. Don't include your last name or the names of anyone you're talking about. Um, do that. Ask SW1. SWE1. Sex with Emily 1. Exactly. And we're also going to be taking calls in here soon, too. Cool. Which I know you love the calls. Calls. Okay. Hi, Emily. I've been in a relationship for two months with my new girlfriend age 23 who I age 27 absolutely love although we haven't said it yet I'm in a situation that seems to be rather unusual these days as a guy I seem to want to spend quite a bit more time with uh, with her than the other way around right now we're seeing each other about twice a week which does not seem much to me given the fact that we live in the same city I don't think I qualify as an overly attached boyfriend I'm quite confident in myself and have lots of other things going on in my life um, I'm giving her lots of freedom to spend time with her friends, but I wish we could spend more quality time, just the two of us. If we don't see each other, we text more or less daily, but I always start the conversation. 
Um, and she just responds like with a smiley or a few words. This may lead you to believe that she's not that into me. I would not agree. Our relationship status was immediately made public to all of our friends. We spend time together. We see each other's friends. I've met her parents. Um, and this summer we said we like seeing each other all the time. And this is her first serious relationship. I expressed my desire for more time with her once in passing along the lines of, Hey, we live in the same city. What would you say about seeing each other more often, but nothing has changed? How do I approach this about wanting her to spend more time with me and develop better communication? Because two weeks, you know, just seeing each other twice a week doesn't seem like a lot of time. I want your opinion. Greetings from Frankfurt. I love your show, Marcus. Frankfurt. Yep. Um, I think she's waiting for him to take the initiative. So he's thinking, I said to her, I want to see you more and nothing's happening. I think he's got to just like, don't be like, we need to see each other more because yeah. that can be annoying. But make a plan. Frankfurt, like, Germany? Yeah. Wow. How about that? Yeah, it's cool. I, like I it. love it. I love it too. We got friends and fans all over. I mean, I don't think that she's going to be th- thinking I've never been in a relationship, but I should carve out time. You have and just ask her for it. I don't think she's when I first started reading it until he said she might this might sound like she's not that into me I thought maybe she's not that into him but the fact that they both went public to yeah, all the, the relationship friends. status I still don't do that so you know I think just make a plan with her that he's way overthinking it what do you think I I feel like we need there's a missing piece to this like what's she doing with her life is she like really career driven he said is she's she... busy he said she's got plans she's got friends you know she's got a lot going on how long has it been going on for so I don't know. A refresher. Six months. Six months. Um, yeah, she's young. She might be. Uh, two months. Two months. He might be being. It's you a little were, early, guy. Yeah, you're being a little pushy. I think, Marcus, I think you are overthinking it. You've changed your relationship status. You've met each other's parents. And I'd say don't have a talk. Just make, just ask her what she's doing. If you know you're seeing each other on Tuesday and Thursday, say, what are you doing Saturday? And mm, see how that goes. Yeah. And she's like, no, I can only do two days a week. I hate to say it, but there might be another dude or two, right? She might be like kind of seeing, like testing the waters. It sounds like Relation, she might. But they, but they declared their relationship How status. How so though? Like they, I'm thinking Facebook. Mm. Where else do people declare their relationship status if these she's days? she's not a weekend time, it, it, if there's no weekends available to him and that's for her friends, that's not a relationship. Though. I have to agree with them. You think two times a week they've been dating for two months is not a relationship? If you're only if they live real close proximity, yeah, no, I agree. I think talk. when you start seeing someone and you, yeah, and it's three times a week, I, I agree. But you think how would he approach it though, without pushing her away, which he might already be doing? Um, yeah, it's tough. Just start making. Just tell her I want to see you. Like, let's hang out all weekend. How about you stay at my place? Something like that. See what she says. Yeah. If she keeps saying no to that additional day or days you want to hang out, then you can talk about the fact that in a relationship you'd like to see her more. She might be a lesbian. Thinking the worst. She things. could be. Well, I Tuesdays, think it's time Thursdays? to figure it out. Okay. Hey, Emily, I'm 28 year old woman. This will get you back on the love line track. Um, I'm a 28 year old woman from New York. I listen to your show on iTunes and I absolutely love it. I greatly appreciate your advice and the fun twist you bring to conversations about sex. I've been having sex for a decade. I've had a good number of partners in years. all sizes. I have never had a vaginal orgasm though. Because of your show, I decided to find my G spot on my own with a dildo and some lube. I've been able to locate the spot. I think I get the I have to pee sensation per your advice. I kept going when I felt the need to pee and eventually a lot of liquid came out of me three times. I say liquid. It didn't look or smell like urine. I also felt all the other orgasm symptoms. My legs were shaking. My heart was beating really fast and I even shed a tear or two. Wow. It felt good but not overwhelming. Was I squirting? Can one squirt without having an orgasm? And if I did have an orgasm, how come it didn't feel as amazing as my clitoral orgasms Mm. or better? Thanks for all you do, Michelle. 
Let me ask you before we go yeah. down the rabbit hole. Do you think that she had an orgasm? You know, it sounds like she did. Because my rule has always been, I kind of like going multiple choice. Like I'll never say any. Like if the, one of the choices is D, any, never right. mark that. Okay. If my rule with orgasms with the ladies, if they think and they're not sure, then it, then it wasn't. Yeah, I mean. If there's any kind of question. But she's never had one before. So, but the thing is, she doesn't feel as good. So she could have just. I don't know. You're right. I mean, I tend to agree. It's kind of like you can't be kind of pregnant. You can't kind of have an orgasm. Right. It's like, but um, I think that she's still got to keep working on it. So I think, first of all, you can squirt without having an orgasm. Hmm. So maybe it was your body squirting that was the reaction. You might be overthinking this too, like comparing them in your head and like the clitoral one felt like this. She could go for a blended too because a blended orgasm is when you have the clitoral and then a G-spot. And I don't know if you tried to have a clitoral first, but that always helps the G-spot orgasm. Which one's along. better, G-spot or clitoral? You know, it's like choosing no between my children. Spot, is there? It's like choosing between two children. Uh-huh. Which dog do you love better? It's, it's Emily's choice. Yeah. You should make a porn about that. You have to choose, give up one. That'd be I offensive. Can't, I can't. You know, people think that the G spot is the holy grail. Mm. What'd you just say? <laughs> say that again. I could choose one. Well, it's like uh, Sophie's choice. Must, like, right, Sophie's choice. I yeah. must choose between orgasms. You don't have to choose. Um, so uh, there's different types of orgasms feel different for different women. So I think, you know, your body might not be used to it. It might have been like a kind of a G spot ish orgasm. So go for the clitoral first, then go for the G spot. And you know, once you start having them, they'll start to grow and become more comfortable. And you might want to spin up your toy choices. Um, some women prefer to use G-spot toys that vibrate because the vibrations or movements make their orgasms more powerful. Some like ones that like are just like dildos um, that without vibrations. So you could play with that. Um, I love the rabbit company vibrators because guess what? Most of them are all like G-spot toys because they're like rabbits. There's like the come hither rabbit, which is good for like G-spot beginners. There's the beaded rabbit and the metal beads go around your G-spot. Um, check out the rabbit company. It's cool. It's on my website. So I think that you're well on your way. I love, can I just tell you, Michelle? I love that you're really trying. Like this is what I always tell women. I had to try my G-spot orgasm did not just come from some penis in my vagina one day. And I've been having sex for a decade. Or two. Or two. <laughs> I had to freaking like spend my time with like, you know, in my room figuring it out. And now that I did, you know, I know that I have them. So Michelle, just keep on keeping on. Yeah. I think keep you're doing Keep on keeping on. Is that like, like a, it's a trucker thing, thing I think. It is. So that's what we have time for here, Anderson. Tight. I don't have time to plug anything because you plug. No, I'm kidding. I have nothing I'm to plug. Sorry. I have nothing to plug. I didn't Can even I... plug the one thing that I really wanted oh, to plug, do which it. is cinematics. Do it. Which is that show? It's it's. <laughs> my other fine. shows are very healthy, but cinematics is. Uh, we just did week twenty six. So I've only been doing it for six months, uh, but I put a lot of work into this show, and it's, it's where we talk about the movies that are coming out this. Which Friday. I love. Okay. <clears throat> so this one that we did this week, uh, we did Swiss Army Man, which uh, you probably never heard of Swiss Army Man. Yeah, Madison has. She's hip. It's got uh, Harry Potter. He's uh, plays a corpse. Oh yeah, Harry plays Potter. I've heard of him. And uh, Paul Dano, but the one that we really liked, we uncovered like a little smaller films that people don't see. Life Animated. It's about it's a movie about an autistic adult who actually found a connection with the world through Disney cartoons. Okay, they can find all this on your web. Great. I love it. Cinematics. It's all on I, okay. Cinematics and it's on Anderson Cowan. Is I'm assuming all this is yeah there. Anderson Cowan. Yeah, anything that I do, Anderson. Okay, Cowan. and Thank everything you. I can do, you can find at sexwithemily.com. And I just got it. You know, I've been meeting a lot more listeners out in the world, and we've been getting so many great Stealing feedback. 
your boyfriends from clubs. It was funny. It wasn't a boyfriend. Clearly, he liked me. Um, but the deal is, is that <laughs> clearly um, we. I'm really into. I love my Snapchat. You can do it. Follow me there on Instagram and all that. And we put up like last week. Menis mentioned that I had a bikini photo on Instagram, and a lot of people went back on to look at it and they mentioned that they heard it on the show. So this week I've got something else up there that's particularly sexy. So check seat. it out. Whatever I can do. No, but also um, I just love you all. Thank you for listening, and um, thank you, Madison, Lori, and Jamie, and thank you, Anderson. Great to see you. Thanks for letting me plug. I'm bad at it. You're awesome. Uh, so thanks for listening. Was it good for you? Email me, feedback at sexwithemily.com. Okay, guys. Are you looking for a way to mix up your masturbation routine? Well, let me tell you about the number one sex toy for men. And really, the only one you want. The Fleshlight. It's a masturbation sleeve that you use solo or with a partner that simulates the sensations of real sex and was engineered to look and feel like the real deal. There's a flashlight for every man's needs. And now there's a new addition to the flashlight family, the Quick Shot. It's an open-ended male masturbator, has the patented super skin material, but the Quick Shot is smaller, easier to handle, and requires way less cleanup. It can be used solo or with a partner to take hand jobs and blowjobs to the next level. I think that for every woman who has a sex toy, every man should have one of these. Go to sexwithemily.com, click on the Fleshlight banner, and use code EMILY to get a free bottle of their award-winning Flesh Lube. Check it out. You'll thank me.